Hey, what is up everybody? Welcome back, man. Come on inside. We've got lots of room. Watch your step as you make it your way through the door. And come on in and hang out with us for another episode of the Musician's Cafe. My name is Brian Dick. And I'm here with a man that, because his first child was a masculine child, he will be celebrating this weekend, his very first Father's Day. And uh, I've got with me my co-host, Chris Daddy Long Legs Gray. Chris, man, how are you feeling, brother? I'm good. Thanks for the uh, the Father's Day shout out. Uh, happy Father's Day to you as well. And, Thank you. And our guest, Happy Father's Day to you as well. We're here with episode 50, everybody, of Musicians Cafe. Man, it's hard to believe. Can we call this our bicentennial? Is that, or how does bicentennial work? Well, bicentennial would be 200, but Bi I don't know. This is a. Or would it be the bisection of a centennial? There you go. Yeah, you get the halfway of a We're going to look this up during go. the show. That's not our trivia question, like but if you know the answer. No. Hey, but we're here, episode 50. Um, a man who I've known for a very long time, uh, and we're glad to have him on the show finally. Uh, his name is formally Mike Optoff, but goes by Offie as well. Mike, how you doing, brother? I'm Thanks great. for coming out. Thank you for having me, man. Excited for this. Thank you so much. Heck yeah, man. I know uh, we had to rearrange the schedule earlier because things come up. And I was like, man, please make sure we just keep him as a guest. That's all I want. So I'm glad you're here, man. Yeah, Thank we you. made it happen. Thank you, guys. Yeah, you're right Thank on. You. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys don't know Mike, uh, he is uh, a fantastic entertainer all the way around and we're going to get to all the aspects of of how he does that in his everyday life how he makes a living and of yeah. course his entertainment uh writing and singing music as well yeah wears a lot of hats we're going to uncover them all man looking forward to it so thanks again man chris i know we always start the show with the menu and i think you've got that laying in right in front of you so why don't you let everybody know what's going on all right, starting at the Tally Ho Theater on the 16th. 16th is friday yeah the ultimate doors which is a premiere tribute to jim morrison uh, the 17th is uh, a canceled show. It was My Kid Brother, but it's canceled. Yep. Uh, and on the 18th, Sunday, is Wishbone Ash. Yeah, that's kind of a... Uh, I had to dig back for that one a little bit. I heard the name before, but uh, they actually were formed, believe it or not, right around 1969, 1970. Had a bunch of albums right in a row, like 71 through 74. And, um, you know, they're a prog rock group, but I'm telling you, they've got a long history, and a lot of people have uh, designated them as influences on their bands, bands that you would recognize. Uh, so, man, I think that's going to be a good show and probably a tough ticket. Yep. Uh, coming up here, Hollywood Casino is the country man himself with the deep voice. Yeah. Uh, there's a few deep voices you think of in country music. This is number one on mine. Uh, the 17th Saturday is Trace Atkins. Uh, you guys know songs about me and... Uh, yeah, he can he can rattle a freaking place just with his voice. It's wild. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Bear Chase Brewery, just across the mountain or on the mountain. On the sixteenth is Britton James. Seventeenth is David Thong and Douglas Mayer. On the eighteenth is Josh Souter and Tejas Singh. Yes, I did say it right. Two acts on Sunday now. That's cool. Bright Box Brewery. That's down in. Help me out, Strasburg. We're gonna we're gonna change that to box office. Did I have it wrong? No, I I said it wrong. <laughs> okay. What gotcha. did I say? You said Bright Box Brewery. Yeah, it's yeah. the box office brewery. Cool. That's all right. Get with it. <laughs> all right. On the sixteenth is our buddies uh, from Shag. Yeah, we got an invite to that. I'm gonna try to go. We did. They said uh, bring Jaeger, but it's uh, we won't tell anybody. <laughs> we won't tell. So that's, that's down. Right. At, that's down at. Uh, Box Office Brewery uh, on the 16th. The 17th is the Robbie Lyman Band, so they got a big weekend. Yeah. Yep. Troubadour Lounge and Park on the 16th is Adam and the Armadillos. 
Yeah, they were. Uh, that's a Friday night show outside instead of Saturday, so that's a little different. Have you guys been up to? Uh, you guys would be great up there at the the Troubadour. You go to the Springs. Troubadour. I know uh, Brennan has played there. Yeah, but I have yet to go, and I've heard good things. So yeah, yeah. I got to check it out. I got a big stage out back. It'd be great for you guys. Yeah, it definitely would. Uh, the Monument on the 16th, the Chris Ryan Band. Do you know anything about them? Heard anything about them? Mm-mm. I haven't either. But um, the Monument always pulls in some good good gigs. Uh, I mean, you've played there a couple times, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. A couple times. A couple times. Big DJ. Stage. Yeah, all that stuff. They do a great job. Can't say enough good things about them. Yeah, I mean, their management team is on point, right? Yeah, yeah, they're really cool. I just I like what they're doing. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Um, oh, and tonight, it's going to be too late by the time you guys hear this, but they have uh, an open mic type of night, and it's really for anything. I'm just going to pull it up really quick on my phone so I don't get it wrong. It's called The Monument Presents Sound Bank. And all sorts of artists are welcome. Music, spoken word, comedy, poetry, any other t- type of art form. So it is a true open mic, uh, yeah. and it's there at The Monument, 6.30 to 10 o'clock p.m. Uh, so maybe if you hear this... You have some time to get out there. It's free entry. Yeah. Open mics are really cool. I'm glad people are doing those again. That's nice. Uh, Backseat Bar and Grill on the 17th is Solo. Yeah. Dean Kramer is uh, the head of that master, the master of creation of that band. And uh, people might know him from Funny Money. And that was Steve Whiteman's band after Kix took a hiatus for a while. So, and Dean's filled in several times for Kix as well. He's he's well-seasoned and man, that band is, is tight. I know. So, that's a great show, solo, and you can see it in the regular bar area. Cover, I think, is maybe 10 bucks. Not bad. So definitely go out and check it out. Piccadilly Public House, downtown Winchester on the 16th is Mr. Brian Stutzman. Haven't seen Brian around no, very much. No, no, but he's back in action. I mean, he is in action all the time. Yeah. Uh, just haven't got a, got a look at his face lately. I'll have to come out and look at you there, Brian. Uh, on the 17th is Mr. Daryl Marini. That's another one. Yeah. Just end up at Pix all weekend. Uh, the Paladin, Stephen City. On the 17th is Lonesome Rider Band. Um, have you been to the Paladin up Stephen City when they have a, a full band in there? Not a full band, no. Like I think Chris Darlington's even played up there, they right? Did, wow. Like last weekend or the weekend before. I, I mean, you know that space. Mm-hmm. It's not enormous. But I, I played there before they opened up the other side. Okay. So I haven't seen that yet. But gotcha. Yeah. Uh, now at P2 in Clearbrook on the 15th is Ryan Jewell. He just got a new guitar from none other than the Shenandoah Music. Oh, did he really? Yeah, cool. yeah. He posted on their Facebook page. He'll be showing um, that all. Yeah, so go check out the picture of Ryan and Matt there uh, on uh, on their Facebook page. Uh, but anyway, Ryan is on the 15th. That's Thursday. Uh, Friday is J.P. Halterman, and Saturday is Fast Eddie. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Bright Box Theater. I got this right this time. It is the Bright Box uh, the 16th and the 17th is a very cool event. And Brian, you're going to have to tell us a little bit more about this, but it's called the Bush Beatbox Battle. You just told him. Bush Beer, Anheuser Bush, sponsoring this thing. It travels around the country. Uh, they've done it there before, evidently. I didn't realize that, but this is the second time they've had it there. And beatbox is exactly what you think it is it's people that can do the beatbox sound and put rhythms and music together with their mouths. You know how it works. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think Friday night is the elimination rounds, and then on Saturday is the championship. So it sounds like it's pretty cool, and it's a big event. It has a big draw. So if you haven't been to it before, you, you might want to get your tickets now. Mike, do you beatbox at all? Uh, no. Are you, are you, are you sure? <laughs> there was a hesitation you there. Know, you know. You know. I feel like all DJs have to beatbox, right? I've, you know, I've been, I've been silly before, but <laughs> no, I, I don't really do that. But I'm interested in that event at Brightbox. That sounds cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Does, yeah. Is it like first come, first serve? Like just 
I'm assuming. I mean, they do have the tickets on sale. You know, you can buy them through the, the box office or whatever. But um, yeah, no. I, I mean, as far as the oh, the performers, who, people. Did, well, in the way it read to me, Mike, and and you might even know as much or more about it than I do. But the the people that are in this, they chase after this competition. Like they're, oh. they're people that go around and do this thing. So that's cool. I don't think you'll find any. Um, you might find a few people that have never done it before, but most people that are going to be pretty seasoned, I think. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, should be cool. Yeah, cool. it has like some cool like beatbox clubs. Like the Japan Beatbox Club is sponsoring yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah, these people are serious. So. Yes, yes. D- don't join unless you know what you're doing. <laughs> Moral of the story. But it'd be fun to go watch and learn, though, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So on the 17th uh, Saturday is Emmett Cahill, or is it Kale? Cahill. Well, he's Irish. I'm ass- I'm assuming it's Kale. Gotcha. Don't know. He's a world acclaimed Irish tenor. Yes. Um. Irish music is very cool. Um, it's one of those maybe guilty pleasures we have every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Like Brian likes German polka. Yes, I do. Um, but, you know, uh, Irish music is one of my favorites, uh, uh, guilty pleasures. But he's got two shows. Yep, on uh, Sunday. On s- That's Sunday. Early in the evening, yep. All right. Uh, and then now the 23rd at the Bright Box Theater is a big concert with yes. The Fly with the stories we tell. Yes. Now that's celebrating Hanley's 100th. 100th Anniversary? It sure is. It's okay. our 100th anniversary. They've kicked off the celebration already. They had some stuff in the paper about it. But this is uh, Phil's end of it. He's handling uh, some entertainment throughout the summer. And this is the uh, kickoff event for that. So, man, man, go out and see the fly. Holy cow. They're cool. And then uh, the best for almost last is West Oaks Farm Market yeah. Friday night. Uh, Friday night West Oaks is going to be Justin Starnes Band. And Blue Ridge Rain, Chad Laughlin will be out there. Yeah. Uh, ripping up the stage for Friday Night West Oaks. Uh, Saturday, Six Strings and Bourbon. Adam will be out there Saturday. And Sunday is Cleve- Cleveland and Yakely. Yes. I think I said that right. Cleveland and Yakely. I believe that's how it is. Yes, sir. So it's full weekend out of West Oaks, as always. It sure is. Um, we have the Cannon Fire Music Festival coming up. Uh, we just had them on not too long ago. Now, that's going to be July the 1st, again, in Burkittsville, Maryland. So we encourage you to reach out on Facebook. Uh, they do have a page and an event for this. Uh, so go uh, check that out. There are many, many awesome acts uh, playing. Angela Robinson, Sayla Campbell, Lance Rogers, Zach Townsend, Chris Hunt Jr., um, Jake Cohn and Trey Jett, Dylan Wolfel. Uh, and then, of course, Mike, you're going to be playing up on stage there as well with Brennan Edwards and the Monday Blues. That's right. Very you guys, excited. You guys getting anything uh, crazy ready for Burkittsville? Or? Yeah. Um, well, you know, Brennan's getting ready to drop his EP Friday. So Really? Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Really stoked for him for that. So you'll hear everything, I'm sure, that day from that, and plus some new stuff. And uh, his new stuff's awesome. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff planned. Very cool. Of course, Jonathan Mitchum will be there, and uh, Lowater Bridge Band is headlining. So, can't miss him, everybody. That's July 1st. Make sure you check out the Cannon Fire Country Music Festival in Burkittsville, Maryland. And they are limited those tickets to about 350 I think, right, Chris? Yeah. Uh, the last I saw, they had uh, random three VIP tickets that were available. I think those are well gone. Right. Um, and, yes, they are coming short, so you have to buy tickets ahead of time. Yes, or you won't get them. Or you probably won't get them. Yeah, yep. that's for sure, because I'm telling you, I've had a lot of response uh, through the email about this event, both saying that they're going and also making sure how they can get tickets. So don't be caught 
without tickets, man. We can get on that right, right away. Chris, real quick, I've got a couple of things, if you don't mind. Go ahead. I've got the, I want to give a shout-out to Polly Coconuts, man. He's our guest next week, too. I'm looking forward to that. The Mission Road Band will be with us here on the show. They've got two things going on on Saturday. From 2 to 5, the entire band will be at American Legion in Charlestown. And uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. And then in the evening time, they're going to have to get in their cars and haul butt down to Fairfax, Virginia at Earp's Ordinary. And there is going to be Elliot and Christina, the duo, and they're going to be singing from 7 to 10. So a busy weekend for Mission Road and Polly Coconuts. Man, we can't wait to get you guys over here and hang out with us on the show, too. And uh, so make sure you check that out. And then, Chris, I don't have anything else except I've got that trivia question, brother. All right. What you got today? All right. So this is a, this is a kind of a easy. I don't know if it's easy, but it's a, it's, it's a little different. Uh, the question is, name the album that was the first one to be pressed as a CD in the United States. Name the album that was first to be pressed as a CD in the United States. So you have to think back when CDs hit the market. And then think of a big album. And you might get there. But we'll get to that answer at the end of the show. You said you said easy, and then you said album. No, title. I'm not going to make them easy. None of these questions are ever going to be easy because it's that's the whole point. I want to make you learn something. Are but, you a, are you an album title guy, Mike? Do sure. You, do you know all like the the, the names of the albums? See, I'm I do not, too. Man. I'm, I'm like that, Mike. I do too. Yeah, I collect LPs and vinyl and stuff. Well, you might have a guess. Then, what do you think it is? I'm thinking. I'm trying to think. You know, I'm not sure when CDs were like the year specifically when CDs were first pressed. Or printed. So I don't know. I'll have to think about that. We'll give you a shot at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Think about it a little bit and we'll definitely do that. Cool. Well, Mike, thanks for joining us. Um, we've come down to you now. We finally got through the menu. Uh, there's <laughs> so much going on, man. Uh, I know that you're staying busy. Uh, and, you know, it, with a with a family and a job and playing music and, and doing what a lot of people would consider fun things that, you know, you consider a lifestyle. Man, you're just slam busy, aren't you? Yeah, I got a lot going on. Um, you know, it's it's every day. I mean, I work seven days a week. And I don't know if you want to call, like, open mic on Mondays work because it's so much fun. But it is something I have to do. But, you know, Monday is, like, my favorite day of the week. It's just, it's fun, and I look forward to it. And I just get to hang out with all my music friends, and we just get to play and jam. There's no, like pressure to you know it's not like a gig so we just kind of get to have fun with it but yeah i mean between uh working my full-time job and then doing that kind of stuff um playing with brennan and then i help out a band in northern virginia too southern rock band um and then i'm working on a record too so it's wild and then wow. you know i got a four-year-old running around too and give her give her a shout out give your is yeah. it a daughter my daughter Amelia, I'll give her yeah. a shout out and, yeah. you know she's right there for it all so it's it's not that's not hard because she enjoys it and she's just right there with me for all of it so she loves music and she's gonna be a musician too i you know it's good Very so cool. yeah it's it's a lot but i love it i love it that way otherwise you know what else are you gonna do <laughs> so let's talk about all these hats you wear before yeah. before people are like what do you mean you do all this stuff um, I know you uh, as maybe first a DJ, and then tell me if this is backwards, but first a DJ, and then you got into singing, songwriting, uh, and then you know, you're know you starting to do these like host open mics type of deal. Uh, you told us about your job. Um, you do work for, can we say who we work for? Sure. Oh, good. He works for NPR, everybody. Yeah, um, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. It's very cool. And so uh, what... what order did you start wearing these hats and how do they get all stacked up like they are well 
um, I come from a family of musicians. My dad is a musician and all his brothers play. So naturally I just looked up to him and doing that. And when him and his family would get together, it was like, it was like a, a gig, you know, it was like a show. And I was just so fascinated by that. And I was like, man, I got to like find a way to join in with these guys. So it started from there and I was really young and um, started with piano and eventually just picked up a guitar and just kind of, I mean, played everything to make songs and stuff. So songwriting was the very first thing I started doing, but that was just something I kept to myself. Um, you know, it was just a way to have fun. I think it wasn't necessarily like a dream to be a, a rock star or whatever, or do it in front of people. But as I got older, um, I guess that's naturally what you want to do. So, um, that's kind of what I focused on. I just was always writing songs and I think it was like ninth grade or eighth grade. Uh, I found some friends who played and we started a band and, you know, played in the area and we were like a punk band. It was a lot of fun. You know, we thought we were rock stars. So, <laughs> and that's like childhood dream, you know, playing gigs and, and just making noise and stuff. And I don't know how many times we got the cops called on us for being too loud, but, um, no. is it ninth grade? Yeah, I think I think eighth grade, ninth grade, something like that. Y'all, y'all don't know this. Maybe you do. I've known Mike since I was in second grade. Thereabout, I think we figured out before the show. I didn't realize you were in a band. Well, we went to school together in sixth grade, and then I went to a new school in seventh grade. Gotcha. Which is kind of when I started doing that. Because uh, we, okay. we did we played our eighth grade little formal thing. Oh, cool! And, uh, did yeah, you really? That's, that's cool. wild. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool, and uh, <laughs> that was like my first. Um, introduction to playing like in front of people and I was so nervous and then I, th- I think I did it one more time in high school for that uh, Mr. Shrando pageant oh yeah and I'll tell you like you won that didn't you I did yeah well I won like the the crowd vote or whatever oh um, but that I'll counts. tell you before that was the most nervous I've ever been in my whole life aside from like you know a few minutes before my daughter was born so it was like <laughs> yeah I just had this terrible like fear of playing in front of people and then you know, eventually I was just like, well, you know, I'm just going to do it because this is what I do. It's kind of who yeah. I am. And, you know, I started doing that and um, DJing just kind of fell in my lap. I mean, it was just something I knew how to do and it was in uh, high demand around here. So, um, and karaoke is in really high demand too. So I started with karaoke and, you know, got all the equipment and stuff and, and learned my way around it. And, you know, just the demand is there. It's like, hey, we need a DJ. Brewbaker's like, we need a DJ Friday night. Uh, you want to do it? I'm like, sure. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, but we'll figure it out. Right. Um, my first DJ gig was Monster Bash at Piccadilly's, which is like huge event. And I'm just like tying all this stuff together, you know, borrowing my dad's stuff. Yeah. Barely know how to hook this stuff up yet. You know, and lots like, of lots of adapters into adapters, yeah, adapters, adapters and like <laughs> weird amps, and they're not really. We've been there. Yeah. Yes, we have. So you know, and we got through, and I continued on DJing and and uh, still doing that, and um, just kind of been doing that for a while. I was doing it full time for like four years, and then COVID hit, and just you know everything stopped. So it was really difficult to do it, and. Um, I dropped my first album in 2019, like right before the pandemic. Um, So I didn't really get a chance to like play the album at all or anything. It was just very like internet based, which was cool. And I had like a lot of um, good feedback from it. I had a good response from like the community and stuff. Um, So I felt good about that, you know, and I like, 
I just realized like this is something I'm always going to do is make music, whether, you know, people like it or not, or whether like I'm famous or whatever. It's like, that's not necessarily goal. It's just like, you know, again, this is like something I do. It's just who I am and right. I just put it out in the world and, you know, I'll never stop doing it. So, um, but you know, eventually that as a living, I don't it doesn't pay the bills. It pays the bills, but it doesn't set you up for like long-term financial success. Cause it's like, it's very paycheck to paycheck. If a gig gets canceled, you're like, man, I was going to, you know, pay a bill with that gig. It's right. Like, right. Yeah. So it just wasn't sustainable, you know, for like a family. So started looking for a full-time job and, um, man, NPR just like out of nowhere. And I mean, you know, that was like my dream job since, um, college. Cause I worked for a radio station in college too. And we were kind of like an NPR affiliate, uh, was, we're, we're a public radio station, so we use a lot of NPR programming. But um, just came out of nowhere. I was like, they're like, do you want to work here? I was like, yeah, <laughs> I do, actually. Uh, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it all came together, and now I'm just nonstop. But that's the way I, I guess I want it to be. Yeah, right? yeah, you got to make hay when the sun shines, they that's always say. Exactly. I'm going to rewind a little bit. You said something that tweaked my interest when you first started there. When you got started playing instruments when you were young, you mentioned the piano was first. Mm -hmm. Do you still keep that up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a piano in the kitchen and try to play every day. Yeah, yeah that's Do like the... You cook dinner on it or what? <laughs> I eat dinner on it, yeah, sometimes. Oh, damn. I always tell people that the piano is sort of like the universal uh, instrument. I mean, it's all... You can play any style of music on it. Yeah. People love to hear it. And it's you know convenient to have in your house. Not convenient because they're big, but I mean you can you can just jump on the piano and play. Yeah, absolutely. I in my I mean like I prefer it over anything. I think it's the best sounding instrument over anything. So yeah. I just love the way a piano sounds, especially if like if it's in tune, which mine isn't. <laughs> but uh, and that's really hard to do. Sure, you have to tune it every like six months. But yeah, I love piano, and I needed one in the house because I just it's like the uh, a stepping stone to every other instrument, you know. It's a good way to learn theory and stuff like that. So, you know, if you want to learn, I think that's a good starting point. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other thing that sparked my interest when you got into DJing, you know, whether you know it or not, I had a DJ business for about 18 years. Chris helped me for a while. And it was just like you when I first started, I had sort of an interest in and in sort of a it was sort of a calling to do karaoke. Um, and you did. Um but what I found out the difference between karaoke and sort of straight up DJing was a karaoke songbook has to be huge. Yeah. You have to have so much music compared to someone like what we were doing, what we were doing weddings and stuff. I mean, was that something that you sort of had to, you said you sort of had to sink or swim with your equipment. You probably had to do that with your music as well, right? Yeah. I was lucky because I know like, um, back then, I mean, before like modern time, you had to carry all that stuff with you, all that yes. music and oh, stuff. Yeah. And when I started, you didn't really have to do that. It was all digital. And I was kind of given a lot of the karaoke files. But also, I use a streaming service, Carafun. So it's like Spotify. You don't need Just any music. Just look it up. And it's, it. all, okay. it's, it's updated like weekly. So, um, yeah, it's it's convenient. I'm, I'm lucky that I never really had to experience that. So Well, okay. Yeah, you're lucky because it was terrible. <laughs> I, I can only imagine. I probably wouldn't have done it if I had to carry around all that stuff. Oh, my gosh. Because everybody wants to sing their favorite song. And, yeah. and it could be very obscure sometimes. You know, you don't necessarily know they're always going to sing the hits. So it's, it's tough. Yeah, Brian made me carry around his trunks for a couple times. Yes, I did. Whitney That's what he's there for. Right? Whitney and I have been together for a long time. But uh, it wasn't but a year or so after we started dating that I got him in a... 
a, a computer and we we took off from there didn't yeah, we? we did much better <laughs> much more streamlined after i met chris yeah yeah things are definitely a little easier now um but you know i can appreciate all that um you know carrying the vinyl you know vinyl's so heavy so i can only imagine like the old djs carrying that stuff around oh and, i know yeah and even cds too so yeah i have a appreciation for that but um you know um i love karaoke i, I love just a lot of people are like how do you do this every week i'm like I, I like it man it's fun it's a party and and it's not only it's like it's not me performing it's like everybody's performing and we're all kind of working together and like building a vibe in the room so i really do like it yeah I mean, you know yeah is that there at blue fox yeah yeah okay and that's your open mic as well open blue, mic blue is fox? monday uh karaoke is tuesday and for a while i was doing karaoke like four nights a week damn wow. yeah i was uh I was at Pix Thursday when 147 was open. I was there like Wednesday, and then Blue Fox Monday, Tuesday. I was like, I was a karaoke king for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, man. And, and, and you really did, you'd really enjoy that. I did, yeah. I did. See, because I had no patience for it, and that's terrible to say live, but I, I'll be honest, I didn't. That would have been Brian's literal living hell. It would have been. That. Yeah, like literally that would be it. <laughs> I do enjoy it, though. It's, it's a lot, man. It is. I, and I understand where people are coming from when they ask me that, but it's... I think I'm just, uh, I'm not like sociable per se. Like I'm not an extrovert and by any means, but like one-on-one -on -one conversations I like. And um, I mean, I just love people. Like I really do. I think everybody's so interesting. Even if somebody is like just acting, you know, the way they're not supposed to, which you get that a lot in a bar. Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, I enjoy it. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, so there's another aspect. Um to your current playing when you when you gig out now um i don't know if you play piano out or not but i know for a fact that you play guitar in mm -hmm. a group uh it's called the monday blues uh that's the only group i know about you told us you have another couple groups you play with um yeah uh there's a band in northern virginia called the earls of kent and um it's my uncle ed he's a lead singer awesome guy awesome lead singer he's a showman he's so good at what he does right um, and he asked me to come out there and play guitar and I'm not really with them anymore just cause I work full time. But when I was doing music full time, I was out there a lot and it's kind of a long drive. So it's, it's hard to make it work, but Southern rock. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, classic rock and stuff it's you know i love that kind of music and it's they play like the coolest venues out there um a lot of private parties and you know it's just a lot of fun i mean i'm that's that's what i want to do is just yeah. play and have yeah. fun and and play good venues the crowds are always good and they're all dancing and stuff so i'm glad you brought that up um 
because we're going to get to your your singing songwriting here soon uh individually but you don't just play one genre of music and i've noticed that um just you can see it just looking through your your videos and what you've been involved with you just yeah. say classic rock southern rock uh, and then you play with monday blues and brennan edwards and play about chickens in a crate or yeah, something yeah. And, yeah. yeah how did that come to be man I, I you know i love music so everything and anything uh, i grew up on classic rock and southern rock it's just natural so i just like learning guitar i learned those songs and you know when you learn how to play a song you're like that style of playing guitar is embedded in you and you go from there and naturally like if you're writing something it kind of comes out or if you're trying to learn other things that are similar, you know, it's easier. Um, so I think it throws people off when they hear like my music because it's so different from like Earls of Ken or like Brennan Edwards and Monday yeah. Blues. And it's just, I guess, because I know that music and I can play it, but it's not what I write or play. And I think what I write and, and play is kind of a culmination of like everything through me and then i don't know i get what you're saying like it, it definitely probably throws people off but um i just i'm a lover of music man anything and everything I'll, yeah. I'll get up on stage and play whatever you know well you know you guys can't see offy but he's here and he's got a vintage t-shirt on and he learned to play when he was young so what were your, what were influences on you when you were young Do you, can you name specific ones um yeah i listened to of course like Jimi hendrix huge influence stevie ray vaughn um, probably my two biggest influences. And then I listened to like what my dad listened to, which was like Queen and Foreigner and The Doors and stuff like that, you know. You were raised well. Yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> and uh, I listened to the radio too, like a lot of yeah. like uh, popular stuff back then. Like, you know, I can remember, I think my first CD, weirdly enough, was like a Savage Garden CD. Nice. You know, and that was like on the radio. It was like yeah. they had a couple hits, and then uh, like No Doubt. I had a No Doubt CD, Tragic Kingdom. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was just like I had the old stuff, and then I had the current stuff, and just stayed current through, and you know, explored. Like when I got older, I explored more like folky stuff, like Bob Dylan and stuff, and just it's just such a huge part of my life. It's like everywhere, and I'm always like exploring. So that's um, good. That's yeah. actually really healthy that you do that. Well, you're, if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and move into your your songwriting that you've been working on. And have, how long that how long have that been a craft of yours? Long time. I mean, I've. I think that's what I started to do first when I was playing is just like making my own songs. Really? Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think I was playing guitar like eight years old, and I was playing like one string at a time, and like singing melodies along to that. And um, just started from there. I have like so, I have all those recordings still. You Do know, you really? Yeah, That's from cool. when yeah. I was little. And um, yeah, I just continued with that. And I had a little Casio keyboard that I would lay the drums down with that, and then like go to the bass setting and like lay the bass down with that. And uh, that was kind of like my multi-track recorder. So I would make entire songs with that, and then like my guitar, and then sing. So. Just from a young age, I was always like making full songs with all the instruments, just because like that's all you have. You know, you don't yeah. have musicians at your disposal to like come sure. lay down a drum track, and uh, you gotta use what you have. Um, so, 
until I got some good equipment, that's really what I did. That's cool. Yeah. Your songwriting came from like a common thread that Chris and I have with, with songwriters on our show is, you know, their emotions, obviously write songs, but more typically pain or tribulation of some sort. What, you know, what sort of things have you experienced in your life that helps you write songs? Does it come from the same sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think whatever makes you feel like strong emotions, you know, it's natural to want to like express it. Um, and even like when we feel a certain type of way, like we're angry about something, you know, we express it in just our actions and like our words, but you can take that same energy and put it through music and like, it can be just as powerful, you know, to get your point across and yeah, like whatever, I, I write a lot about relationships. I mean, okay, yeah. it's kind of like, yeah. like I said, like, I feel like I love people and I, like, I think in my opinion, like other people are, it's like your greatest asset in life or like your relationships. And I just feel so deeply about my relationships and like my friends and, you know, my family and stuff that if anything is, you know, going on with that, I write about it, it just kind of comes out naturally. And I don't think I ever sit down and have an idea to write about something specifically, it's just like it just kind of comes out, I guess. Right. You just capture it, and then you you build on that. So sure, yeah. Well, you said something earlier that was interesting to me uh, because I told Brian right before he walked through the door, I said your music is different than what we've heard anybody sing or write around this area. It's not like it. I don't want to say um, here. I'll say it this way: it's a sunshiny vibe to me, yeah. especially your newest Lover Boy. When you listen to it, I was like, damn, Brian, this is a beach song. Yeah, yeah like, it's really got that feel to it. I like this feel. But that's so different than classic rock, than uh, southern rock, than uh, Monday blues stuff that you do. Um, and I love it. It, it. Do you feel like you're going to ride that wave? of Because uh, you, you make it your own, man. Usually when somebody writes a song, you're like, ah, that guy sounds like Tyler Childers. Yeah. Or, you know... He sounds like Holter Wall, or you know, you could definitely pick out, but I can't put a thumb on you. Like, yeah, that's you know, that could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. Um, because <laughs> you the best thing, yeah, yeah, really, yeah, it's cool, it, it is cool. And I like obviously want it to be that way. Um, and it, it's kind of hard, I feel like I do feel a little isolated because, like, in our area, especially, it is a lot of country, it is a lot of classic rock. Um, so, you know, it's hard for me to uh, be relatable and and have, I guess, uh, a fan base because, like, I you know, I know all these guys at Cannon Fire, and uh, you know, we all play together. We're all like on the same page musically in that regard. But like, as far as that fan base understanding what I do, it's a little difficult to translate. But this is, I mean, authentic. You know, this is just mm -hmm. what's kind of coming out. And, um, who's to say like two years from now that I, you know, it might sound different, you know, if I'm feeling differently or I have different sounds, like if maybe I'm more influenced by the music around here. Um, so yeah, it's just what I feel is the most important thing about writing music is being authentic, just like really being yourself and, um, whether you fit in or not, you know, that's. That's the most important thing. Right, right. So we're going to talk about some of your music here, especially this new one that you just put out. Um, but let's talk just briefly about your branding. Um, so Offie, you go by Offie. Mm -hmm. um, 
you have a lot of awesome pictures um, and videos out there. Do you do all this stuff yourself? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's all yourself. Yeah, everything. Uh, I kind of like make it a point because I want when you like when you see my music or you go to my website or you go to my Spotify, like I want the whole experience to be the Afi experience. Like there's nobody else touching this. This is all me. You know, the graphics, um, even the mixing and the mastering, all the instruments, all the voicing, um, even like the marketing strategy. It's just, it's again, like it's authentic. It's yeah, as authentic yeah. as I can be. And again, like that can hurt you because there's people out there that can do all of this stuff a lot better than me. And if I just focus my time on like the writing and the recording and had like more professional, more experienced people do the other stuff, could probably sound a little better, could probably look a little better. But again, like what's important to you, you know? Um, and maybe like down the road, I might outsource some things, but I'm just all about like, what you're seeing is me and uh for now that's kind of the that's way awesome. I like it. Right. some of the videos you've even done in your house in your music room um are those on your facebook or instagram or where can you find instagram yeah instagram instagram so, and tiktok yeah so i mean these are like superimposed videos they are or other really videos cool. yeah. if y'all haven't seen them y'all gotta check it out what's your instagram handle it's m-o-p-t-h-o-f gotcha m-optoff all right nice. so y'all gotta check it out because you do some crazy stuff and i thought you did it all yeah. But that's just another awesome aspect with things you do, man. Thank you. So let's talk about it. Lover Boy just came out, right? Yeah. How has this been like a huge work in progress? How did you get to the release there last week? This song just kind of came, you know, it was one of those songs that's like easy. It's just like kind of comes out of you. It didn't take a long time. Not a lot of work. Um, I recorded everything, you know, like a few times. It sounded good. <laughs> Some songs are not like that. It takes forever. But yeah, right. this was an easy one. Just kind of like, it's like a catchy little song that just was easy. So felt like it was a little different from what I previously uh, previously released, especially like my last two singles. So that'd be a little breath of fresh air, like more summertime music. So yeah. 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 That's the first thing I said was it summertime was, beach. Yeah, the very first thing you said. Yep. I think we should give it a rip. I think we should, man. Um, this is a great song. You guys uh, find it on Spotify. Uh, add it to your playlist, right, Mike? Please do. All right. Here's uh, Lover Boy by Offie.
song tomorrow mike that thing is awesome thank you so much holy cow everybody that's mike Ophoff, man and how great is that offy what a great song i you got i'm hooked i love thank that I, I could absolutely stand outside and, and grill something up and listen to that song thank easily you. i hope you do great man yeah well i'm definitely going to you you did all the instruments and everything right it's all you right yeah it's all me even the the mix which every time i hear it through like a different medium it's like i hear something different um so yeah you know it's it's not like a flawless mix and you know it's it's human so yeah it's all me i, I like it that way so you're saying you didn't pay somebody a ton of money to record this thing for you, you. this was to. done in my bedroom in my house <laughs> completely <laughs> wild. yeah man chris the talent we have around this area is unbelievable man unbelievable i don't even know what to say about that that's just um it, uh, the sound that you get out of it's just awesome yeah People are, people are often their own worst critic, so that's probably what you're hearing. But I'm telling you, Mike, that, that's great. Thank it's you. It's so good. Appreciate what you, that. What do you process through Pro Tools? Uh, I use Logic. Gotcha. Because um, I have a Mac and oh yeah, yeah. I just use GarageBand like my whole life. So um, I love Logic, man. It's so user friendly, and it looks cool, and it's got so many plugins, and it's just I love it. And I do like the drums on um, a keyboard and stuff. You know, it's all digital. So I do have a drum set, but it's really hard to mix drums. I'm just not there yet. But right. um, and in my Instagram, like the the videos you guys were talking about, you can see my studio. That's that's where I do all this stuff. So, and that's if you awesome. ever want to, guys ever want to record or anything, please come I'm, on over. We'll we'll lay something down. It's, um, you know, it's it's everything you would need. It's the the bare minimum. So, but it works. It I works. Mean, Look great. at that. Yeah, that sounded great. So you have a record label, right? Um, I do not. You don't. But um kind of toying around with the idea I'm, I'm talking to some guys they're based out of london and you know we're just talking um cool you know you hear record deal and everybody's ears perk up and yeah, eyebrows yeah. raise up so yeah. it's it's you know it can be complicated uh it doesn't have to be and we're just talking you know trying to get this stuff um, a better opportunity and you know yeah. I can only do so much so. do what's best for you man yeah. if, if the record deal is not right for you right yeah sitting here talking to you Mike I, it's it's obvious there's nothing about music and the music business that you're not interested in is there yeah I love it all I, and, love yeah, it I all. mean obviously I mean you love all of it yeah. the recording part the writing the singing the playing all of it yeah and even like the behind the scenes stuff um, you know the publishing and stuff and um all that stuff. I've been helping Brennan out with his stuff a lot, which, you know, I don't really know a ton about it, but I did do a little, um, I took some classes in college gotcha. on like promotion and marketing and publishing and stuff. So that part of it too. Yeah. It's, it's weird, man. It's, um, ever since I was little, it's like, there's not been a day in my life where I haven't thought about, you know, this kind of stuff. It's just, 
it's just like who I am. Yeah, so. that's what separates the good ones. I'm going to tell you. Well, again, congratulations on on all that you've done so far. I, I have a question. Moving to the next stage, you're you're playing with Brennan in a band. How how did the connection come up with Brennan, and how how's that working? Like, uh, you know, you, you're you're playing his songs, I assume mainly. Mm-hmm. And did you add? You know, did he have an idea of what you needed to sound like for his song, or did you sort of plug in and kind of design it yourself? How did it work? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think it just kind of happened. Like you know. I was able to play, I guess, close enough to what Brennan wanted to make his music sound the way he wanted. And, you know, obviously he's in control. It's like, you know, I kind of wanted to sound like this. And um, the thing about his music is like, I really like his music. So it's easy to add kind of my flavor to it. And the band is, that's kind of the way it works. It's like, you know, Sam, the drummer, adds his flavor. Um, Songs that we play live that are Brennan's songs are now coming to life in a different light because of the flavor that we've all added to it. And Brennan is really cool with that, you know? And, um, yeah, you know, Brennan came to my first open mic and that's the day I met him and he got up there. He sounded great. You know, he's amazing. He is. Yes. He played a few songs. Um, you know, this young kid, I was like, you know, this kid's really good. He's, he's cool. And then, uh, we got up there and we jammed. I played bass and uh, that sounded cool too. And then, like later in the night, he like gets on the drums and starts like killing it on drums. Like, man, who is this kid? This kid. <laughs> and I'm thankful for Brennan, man. I really am because he's made like music in my life um, just so much more enjoyable. Just to like, you know, because I've never, I don't have any experience with his style of music. So it's cool to like go down that avenue. And uh, yeah, playing with him has been a blast. Um, and I love his songs. He's super talented. Um, so I'm having a blast with it. That's what's up, man. Yeah, you don't need anything else to keep you busy. That's for sure. Um, I'm sure you can find something, though, right? Yeah, I don't want to... You got some ideas in the back of your mind. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good for now. Um, there's always something, you know. There's always something brewing. You know, that's what you got to do. It's just... So it makes life fun. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. So what do people got to know about you, man, uh, before we wrap up and you get off here and say, dang, I wish I said that. Um, you know, y'all can reach out. Facebook, you have a, a, a website, you have a Spotify, you have, you have all this Instagram. What else do you want people to know about you? Yeah. Um, you know, these uh, singles are part of a larger record that, you know, will be done whenever it's done. Uh, it's supposed <laughs> to be done this summer, but... I kind of I started a new job, so I had to focus on that. Sure. And uh, I work at it every day, so it'll you know there's gonna be a record, I promise. Um, so stay. And I think if you just want to you know follow up on what I got going on, you know follow me on Facebook, um, Instagram. I'm big on Instagram, TikTok, uh, the website offieentertainment.com that has my schedule and everything. Um, and speaking of schedule, I'm playing Piccadilly's July 14th. It's a Friday night. Yeah. And I'll be with Monday Blues. So it'll be the Monday Blues band, but it'll be like my set list. That's really okay. cool. Okay. So it'll be, you know, I, uh, I guess for those who aren't familiar, my set list is like R&B, like Bill Withers. Um, we'll play some Isley Brothers. And then it's like, you know, some classic rock, probably like some Jimi Hendrix and stuff. It'd be very diverse, you know, typical like bar band set list. So 
it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited for it. Yeah, if somebody wanted to celebrate their birthday on the 14th, like somebody that I know, that'd be a great place oh, to do it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you, you know, maybe we'll shout you out. There you go, man. I gotta do this. For yeah, sure. yeah. Um, before we go on, I got, I got, there is something else I need to ask you. I'm, I'm curious about your your work that you do. Uh, NBR is, you know, obviously, you know, known by everyone. Mm-hmm. It's a very important, vital thing that we have in this country. I think people like me who are older probably have a vision in their mind that it looks like WKRP in Cincinnati. You go to a studio and that kind of thing. It doesn't work like that anymore, does it? Um, there are some like old school aspects. Um, NPR is basically just like a big um, organization. And like we rely on a lot of our affiliate stations to produce a lot of the content. And we obviously produce our own content, you know, the big daily news programs, um, we do all that in house, and you? you know they sit in a nice, you know, million dollar studio and do all that stuff. And you know it's hardly ever live, which you know that's just kind of the nature of radio these days. But like, you know, we'll go live for when it, you know special coverage and stuff. Sure, we were live yeah. yesterday. So um, what I do specifically is I work on the audio on the website. So like we'll cut up, you know, a show that aired. We have to take out all the promos and stuff. And we'll just cut that up, make it a little more uh, formatable for the website and the app and stuff. And then um, any live streaming, we do all that stuff too. And then the Tiny Desk series, we work on set for that too, which all we do is stream that to the employees so they can you know, log in and watch Tiny Desk as it's happening. So it's cool to be on set. I mean, and, and yeah. to know... You know, the producers there and the uh, reporters and stuff. I mean, that's that's great connections to have when you're a musician. Sure. And oddly enough, like 90% of the people that work there are musicians. So. Yeah. And if you guys don't know about Tiny Desk Concert, I know it because I'm a YouTube junkie. But check these that show out. It's by the NPR Music is the channel. But are you just scrolling through here? And I'm not kidding. These are right in a row. Okay. Uh, Usher. Alicia Keys. Coldplay, Khaled, uh, Taylor Swift, the Black Crows. Come on, yeah, yeah. it's no joke. I mean, yeah. this is this is world-renowned uh, music venue. If you want to say that, it's it's one. I think it's one of the most watched music uh, programs in the world. I mean, it's it's. I'll tell you why it's cool. It's because because I've been to one, and it's like you know you go see your favorite artist at a show. And you're seeing them through huge speakers and everything, and it's you know, it's a big ordeal. But you go here, and you're just hearing them through their amps, and their voice isn't mic'd up at all. It's like they're just in their room, so it's like, it's crazy to hear them so intimate and so pure, and it's probably the best like thing I've ever seen musically. Very cool. Yeah. Very very cool, man. Lots of interesting stuff you got going on. So you got a gig coming up that you mentioned on the 14th. And you've got a summer full of stuff to get to, I'm sure. So I'm sure it's exciting to be uh, offy right now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's going good. I, I love it, man. This is uh, I'm at a great spot right now uh, musically. Um, so yeah, yeah. Follow me. Uh, stay up. You know, it's it's fun. It's yeah. cool. How how can people get your music? Reach out, find you, that kind of thing. Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram, so it's. Um, if you just search Afi, it should come up. It should. It does. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Um, I usually post like everything that's going on on there. Um, so if you hit subscribe, you know it'll notify you. 
Um, I have a website, offyentertainment.com. It's got my schedule and stuff. Um, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, I, you know, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Title. All that stuff. So yeah, that's what's up. You guys got to get out there and listen to Loverboy. It's out there. It's available. Uh, check it out on Spotify, Apple Music. I mm-hmm. assume Amazon. Everywhere yep. you can, everywhere you can stream music. You guys know that these streamers do not get a huge chunk of change for every stream. So every time you have that thing on repeat. It just puts more change in Mike's pocket. So sure. get out there and freaking listen to it. It's a great song. It is. And he's local. Come on. That's right. All right, man. Thanks for being on episode 50. We're so glad that you're here. Brian, we got to know what that question is. <laughs> yeah, man. Once again, that tri- uh, trivia question of the show was name the album that was the first one to be pressed as a CD in the United States. Do you have a guess? So was the first CD, I'm trying to think of the year. Um, I'll even give that to you. It's 84. Okay. I was going to say 85. So I want to say it was um, 84. Hmm. I feel like I know this. <laughs> I bet you. I was going to say, um, I was going to say Fleetwood Mac, but I don't think that's it. No. Um, is it, is it Michael Jackson? Is it, uh, it, it's, that's a good guess. Actually, the thriller was an 83 release. Okay, so thriller, it yeah. would have been a little bit, a little bit, you know, sort of after that. But the first one, do you have a guess, Chris? I'm sorry. No. Yeah. You sure? I don't know trivia. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Well, the, the, the answer to the question is the album born in the USA from mm. the boss, Bruce Springsteen. And it was a huge album. It had, uh, I think, seven top ten songs off of it or something crazy like that. I'm on Fire, the song that you like to sing, Chris, came from that particular album. It was released on June the 4th, oddly enough, just about this time of year in 1984, and sold 30 million copies worldwide. So it was huge. Um, But, yeah, it has the designation of the very first CD to be pressed in the United States. So there you go. You can use it if you want to. There you go. Thanks, man. I, I, I am that much smarter this week. <laughs> See, those trivia questions help make you smarter, right? All right. We're wrapping it up. Episode 50. Mike, thanks so much for coming out uh, to the Homestead Studios. You got to come back when you put your album out. You get, we got to talk more about it. Uh, yeah. And then when, you know, when you're a world-famous producer, you got to come back for your third episode. And, man, we're just going to kill it. You're killing it. So Thank you. Keep Thank do, you. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Appreciate Absolutely. you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, Thank we you definitely. so much. You're welcome. We'll keep the bourbon ready for whenever you want to come back. It'll be fine. Yeah. All right, folks. We appreciate you stepping out tonight and joining us here in the Musician's Cafe. Thank you so much. Don't forget to write down something from the menu and uh, make it out and support some local talent here in the Winchester area. Also, I'm going to keep up the, the call for people to get out of that left lane. No camping in the left lane, you guys. You know who I'm talking about because you're driving me nuts. And until we meet next time... Peace.